تحت مجنون مجنون مفنون خايب سايب لايب يا قلبي دلم 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 Welcome to the Bayat Beat Season 3. This is the podcast where we analyze the tragic comedy we know as the human experience. I am your host, MC Debbie, and I'm joined by my co-host, the Reverend Summer Eliadi. Hey! The music you are listening to is by my grandfather, Sadun Eliati. Oh boy. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. How are you doing, Miss Reverend Summer Oweni? Hmm. Lots is happening in the world. Yeah, how about those gas prices? What? Six dollars? Wait a minute. I know. That's how I felt the other day. Wait a minute. Oof. Wow. What, so we we got gas and it was seven gallons for what forty something dollars? What was it? Something like that. I just it was, was like, like six dollars or was it six? It was something. like six dollars a gallon. Yeah. Anyway, we we didn't need that much, so we rationed. Yeah, this is gonna uh, start pissing people off. You know, and it, did you, didn't you, you were telling me that people are siphoning gas from cars or was oh, that well, in the cities? I don't know. They're, they're claiming in the news that that is the case. So what news? No. Which I one? I don't know. Fox News. No, I don't watch that. It's happening. It's happening bigly. <laughs> no, I don't know. It was like, you know, one of those whatever mainstream. CNN somebody MSNBC. anyway it it doesn't matter it was mainstream and they said that that was going to be happening or happening or what have you and it's just like well yeah duh yeah no shit sherlock right i know like, sometimes the news tells you stuff that's like yeah duh just to get us all upset you know park in your garages lock yeah. up your cars well, we live in a good area which is good i'm sure it's bad in like worst areas yeah. Yeah. Oof. So, yeah. I mean, should we talk about gas prices? It's why they're going up? We could embark upon that journey if you would like to, Devin. Okay. I'll explain it. So, there is... <laughs> so, petroleum that, you know, the oil we produce in this country is privatized like everything else mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be privatized but it is it's our land our you know federal land i don't know why the hell it's privatized but it is fine that's capitalism i guess mm-hmm. and the oil companies are part of this 
association called the American Petroleum Institute. And when the Ukraine-Russia conflict start started, literally less than 12 hours into the invasion, they sent this letter or something, whatever, to the Biden administration saying, you need to let us uh, do more fracking and, and produce more oil so we can send the oil to help Europe, right? Because Europe, if you don't know, gets most of its oil from Russia. Mm-hmm. Russia's a huge oil producer. Ukraine's a, a huge oil producer too. So that pipeline goes, you know, and most of uh, Russia's like economy is oil, producing oil. And Ukraine has huge oil reserves that they haven't been allowed to uh, exploit because... They're both in the Donbass region, which for eight years has been, you know, conflict zone and in Crimea, the underwater near that, uh, mm-hmm. near Odessa, their coastal so city. So Ukraine has resources that, I don't know, and, maybe somebody might want. Yeah. And they're a huge uh, grain producer. and They produce most of the grain for the Middle East. Mm. So that's not good. Wow. Anyways, these oil companies in the U.S., they decided that they're going to do lobbying stuff and raise gas prices because Europe's in trouble. So that's why we're seeing uh, influx in gas prices. And, and blaming it on Russia invading Ukraine. Yeah. So it's really complicated stuff. Um and it's very upsetting. Well, I think <laughs> they were going to raise it anyway. I mean, of course, no, we they, bought it up last time. They, they, you know, nobody was going anywhere for a few years, right? Like, you know. There's so. no gas gas company or oil companies, they're they're evil. There's no reason for them to uh, up the gas prices they just are seeing this as an opportunity for them to make more money mm-hmm. absolutely there's literally and no to reason dis- to do this to destroy uh indigenous land as well yeah right? they're trump uh when he came into office he uh i mean all of this land is indigenous land but he tried to build reservation uh, land the keystone xl pipeline and they've only done eight percent of it so far and Fox News has been especially talking about this Keystone XL pipeline, which is not built. You know, it's, yeah. it's well, not it, built. I mean, there are people protesting because what's it going to do? It's going to put, you know, put oil in water when it leaks, when it's invariably going to leak. That's what it does. You know, these pipelines. Well, yeah, because they they're going to have to run, you know, over water at some point. Mm-hmm. and yeah and what what's very annoying for me is these we have national parks right we have i think it's like six i could be completely off is it 600 million acres of national park land it's either 60 million or 600 million but i think it's 600 million those have been untouched 
They've been untouched. So these oil companies are itching. They're salivating mm. to get into these federal lands. And they've they've started doing that in like places like Joshua Joshua Tree over the years. Mm. But yeah, we like you said, we basically run pipelines mostly through indigenous land. And we're like, oh, they're indigenous, so whatever. And uh, these companies just run pipelines through. Uh, there was the was the, the North Dakota pipeline, mm-hmm. the Apple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a major thing. Yeah, that was awful. And the, and and I think you know we failed in our protests. Uh, and they built the pipeline anyways, and didn't it spill? into water mm-hmm. which and it poisons the mm-hmm. indigenous communities there which right. they literally said was going to happen they literally said no this is what pipelines do we have records of this like the fucking gulf of mexico is polluted you can't you know swim in there without getting cancer yeah. like there's it's just they don't care it's all about money 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 money, money and it's not economically well, feasible either you know, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. these are, again, these are private companies. Trickle down economics is not a thing. Okay. Uh, you know, Reaganomics. Reaganomics. <laughs> it's, it's not a thing. Man, Economies flourish when the middle class is large. When you and, and they're stealing money from us. There's no reason for gas price. We're one of the biggest oil oil producers. Okay. You know. Norway is also one of the biggest oil producers. Why can't they give oil to Europe? Yeah. yeah I just. It's too convenient to blame it. You know, as I brought up before, it's always been the Middle East, the Middle East, the Middle East, you know, not giving us our oil. So then we go and we invade because we want the oil like, you know, with Iraq, right? We went in there. Yeah, you know, we, we we've exported the oil, oil and or we've exploited oil in other countries. And we haven't touched the oil here. And now we're touching the oil here. We're fracking here. And then we want to export it to other countries. Like, <laughs> and these people don't care about the war effort. They don't. And then, and then, you know, we all get penalized because, you know, how dare we sit in our homes and not drive our vehicles when there was a pandemic? How dare we not get in airplanes and fly, you know, across the country? How dare we? So now we're getting punished. Yeah. For protecting ourselves. We, we saw this video by Climate Town, was his name, I on YouTube. So. Go go watch it. Explains this. I'm explaining it terribly. Um, I think you're doing very well, but yeah. I that would fuck, be a good video to watch. I hate oil companies. They're, they're just... I know. They're literally evil. <laughs> They're literally evil. You want to know what evil looks like, right? You yeah. don't love the spirit of justice. Mm-hmm. You love your father, father the devil. devil. Yes. Yeah. I mean, oil. And they're they're like, oh, our shareholders, our shareholders. Yeah. Yeah, we got to mind their dude. pockets. I like, know. Oh, God help us. So that's why uh, gas prices are going up. And of course, it's it also has a, a, another benefit, right? When you make gas prices go up, you continue to blame, 
the, you know, uh, evil of the day, i.e. Russia in the past, it's been, you know, Iraq, Syria, whatever, right? Like whoever we want to invade, right? You blame them so that you can rally support for, you know, uh, uh, going after the villain, right? Which is something that people are concerned about that, you know. Oh, yeah. All these. Uh, this could happen. This could become so we a know big that, war that, World War Three. We know that Ukraine has like Nazis in its military. The, no- the Nazis here in the U.S. are going over to ukraine and, and they're like fighting with the ukrainians because <laughs> they want to fight because they want to you know larp so much yeah and apparently you can do that you can do what just go over and sign up and fight and you know yeah i mean well I mean, you know, we do have, we, we sort of started with this mercenaries, right? Uh, you know? Yeah, private and military contractors. Yeah. yeah, so. Yeah. Go on. Well, I mean, that sort of sets up the precedent for people being able to go over and just, sure, we'll go, we'll go fight for you. We're not Ukrainian. But we'll go and do that. We're American, but we'll go and do that. And then, is that something that Putin's going to think is starting World War Three? Right. So if it is, well, as long as they're not working for the U.S. military, it's fine. Or or the NATO or or uh, the NATO. Well, I don't. I don't know that Putin thinks it's fine. Well, Putin is, uh, he's, he's kind of crazy. Well, no, we know that, but I don't think, <laughs> I, I mean. Well, apparently we were watching a, a journalist there and, uh, she was saying she talked to somebody in the Kremlin, right? Mm-hmm. And. The Kremlin was saying, oh, we have him under control. So they think they have Putin under control. She was saying, no, they obviously don't have Putin under control. Mm, yeah, she was being um, interviewed. She is a Russian journalist. So what's happened is a, a lot of Russian journalists, because they've um, enacted this law, right? They just passed this law that penalizes journalists for, um, you know, for speaking out. Um, and they, they're, I think, referring it to fake news. Sound familiar? And so they are basically, journalists have fled, and she stayed back um, and, uh, and was being interviewed, I think, I want to say by CNN. And, um, you know, and the CNN journalists have all left, and, you know, all the different journalists in Russia, so many of them have left. And then, of course, we just found out there's somebody who's a producer of of one of the um, television stations and had gone behind the person who was speaking, right, um, the newscaster, and was holding a sign, no war, and saying, you know, um, and, and yelling that 
basically talking about the fact that they were providing propaganda that it was a you know and 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 people talk you know she talked about being a part of this propaganda machine right that is there in russia so that um mainstream media um is is propaganda in terms of and this is what the journalist was saying that's you know stayed back in russia that it's propaganda and so therefore um Russians are not knowing what's going on in Ukraine, right? And the way that they're um, that they're packaging it, right, is that it's just these military excursions, right? It's they're not doing. It's just military. They're stuff. not doing war crimes. Yeah, exactly. And and so what's happened is, um, I mean, there are those who are finding out about it, right? The the those who have. Um, other means of getting to the internet, which is VPN. above my pay grade. Yeah, that's a VPN, VPN. right? Um, so they can find out things. Well, apparently the most famous Russian talk show host, Ivan Ergant or whatever, his show called Everything Urgent was canceled because he spoke out. Oh, wow. Really? About, you know, things happening in Ukraine. They canceled the show. And they've, uh, Russia's going all 1984 on us. They've detained the book, over, 1984. Yeah, over 13,000 anti-war protesters. Mm-hmm. And the, the Duma, one of the political leaderships in Russia, um, they basically, <laughs> they proposed a, a, like a conscription of anti-war protesters that were detained. They want to conscript them. They want to send them to Ukraine. To fight? To fight, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's like, what? Mm. Imagine imagine the U.S. doing something like that. Like, you're, po- you're protesting. Like, imagine the Black Lives Matter protesters that were protests that were happening in 2020. Everybody's detained, right? And then they're like, um, "We're gonna do a war, and you you get to go and they're be like, on the front lines." Then they're like, and then some stupid congressperson's like, or the the Republican Party, right? Is I guess that would be the equivalent. I don't know how Russian politics works; it's way different. But let's just say the Republican Party's like proposes a bill to conscript all the protesters to fight in like Afghanistan or something crazy, right? You know what I mean? Well, the journalist that's in Russia that was being interviewed um, said, you know, that it's it's basically KGB that's uh, well uh, running running the show. Putin's and, and that Putin's KGB. KGB, yeah, he was trained by the KGB, and he was also a professional judo athlete. Hmm. Mm-hmm. He's eighty now, isn't he? He's like what? eighty years old. No. Yeah. He does not sure. look 80. He's looking older, older, older. But really? yeah, he's an athlete and he's a spy. He's gaining a little weight. But yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, he's George uh, Bush Sr. was CIA. So. Yeah. I mean. Didn't he we run the CIA of, program? Yeah, we like have a history of. That is so ridiculous. Special ops shouldn't be in, in politics. I'm sorry. Just saying. 
intelligence agency what operatives shouldn't be <laughs> actors. Reagan, Trump, for for all intents and purposes, was an actor, right? Who became so? I'm just saying, Reagan mm. and Trump hasn't worked out. I'm okay with comedians being comedians uh, would be cool. Yeah, yeah, like Zelensky's a comedian and he's an actor. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the problem is, and and Kanye West uh, last year was running for president and he's planning to run in in 2024 so uh yeah he got like in every state he got like 10,000 votes or something like that Hmm. which is insane so he may be legitimate in the running i i think i think think they're setting up for trump again i think actors i think it's dangerous for them to in the society we live in live in it's like dangerous because they're already popular maybe. yeah they're already popular i mean if they're famous famous actor obviously they're already popular I mean, we saw what happened with trump i mean he was popular like like let's say iron man or captain america would run for president like those their actors robert downey jr and chris evans they're part of the american mythos Mm. so them running is like right people like, would probably vote oh yeah they'd be like hell yeah like okay, it's let me think too about powerful this. do i like their politics maybe i want them to run Just well kidding. i've i i haven't seen wait a minute where's my way i'm okay minute. with hulk running mark uh what's I his know. name ruffalo mark ruffalo yeah i know I i'm okay him. with that the love all him. the other marvel actors like he's the only one that's come out as pro palestinian all the, all the rest have stayed quiet yeah and uh they always make fun of mark ruffalo so i don't know what that's about i know yeah he's like I don't know a what scapegoat about. yeah everybody needs i, to, I like, saw one interview that was like so weird that. they were like they were it was the weirdest weirdest thing they were making fun of him because they all got avengers tattoos or something like that and he, and he did didn't it. want to and they were calling him like a baby for not wanting to get Hulk. a tattoo. They were like calling him. He could kick them really hard. He's and the Hulk. then, uh, and then there was another interview where they're like talking about everybody being a man except Mark Ruffalo or something like being manly or something. It was weird. That the weird it's because stuff. He's the Hulk, maybe. And you know, he's not in. Uh, I don't know. Is he in a lot of interviews with them? I've seen the couple, but maybe he's not in a lot, and I don't know. Yeah, he's the Hulk. He's maybe the Hulk. That's what it's about. I don't know. He's the freaking Hulk. I'm, I'm I sorry. Know. Hello. You got. You got to put some respect on the Hulk. Right. Respect. But yeah, like Reagan was an actor, and Trump's the act, like the track record of actors being, you know, presidents is not in good. Particular hasn't worked out for <laughs> us. Is not Just good. Saying. All right, so let's return back to Russia and Ukraine with the journalists and what's going on with journalists right now. It's 1984, I'm telling you. Right, no, 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 but I'm talking about about what's happening with journalists in Ukraine. We just lost our first American journalist, Renaud. Brent Renaud. I mean, he was 51 years old. Um, He had been in... In Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, you know, he was a war correspondent. Um, 
Didn't he work for Vice? He worked for Vice, the Washington Post. A journalist, you know, they hop around, but yeah, he worked for but Vice. But he and, and his stuff. brother were filmmakers as well, and he was just doing incredible work. I, I discovered this on um, Democ- Democracy Now! It hadn't been in mainstream media yet. Democracy Now! Uh, did a whole thing on him, and oh my goodness, he, like award-winning journalists, and really cared, and did a whole... Um, I think film on um, what's happening with um, kids in Chicago and um, and sort of also linking uh, mental health and um, to to you know uh, uh, people being you know killed on the streets and what have you and was just doing you know they were lifting him up. I haven't seen the film or anything, so I can't you know I don't have an opinion. I'm just saying that he was revered and many awards um has won many awards so highly respected and um the and other journalist that was with him was in the hospital i think his name yeah. is uh oh my goodness i've forgotten and he was like he was in the hospital they're bandaging him up and he's doing an interview yeah and he didn't like, know at the time that renaud had Right, but he didn't know that he was dead. He yeah. said he said he well, got shot in the neck and, him to and the he was interview. left. They probably uh, wanted. Uh, oh my god! Wanted to finish the interview. It's really. And then they were going to tell him. Yeah. The. And then there's a isn't there Fox News? Um, yeah. So. Uh, journalists that got killed as well. No, it's it's there is two. Uh, yeah, two Fox. Ukrainian journalists who were working for Fox. with Fox News, Pierre Zakharovsky and Alexandra or Sasha Kuvshinova. Kuvshinova. Mm-hmm. They died, and they oh were traveling God. Monday in Horenka with. Fox News journal reporter Benjamin Hall and Benjamin Hall to hospitalized. So I, I think they were in a car and, and it, it exploded. Something hit them. Oh, so Benjamin Hall is, is ho- hospitalized. hospitalized. He's then, American. And then the Fox. journalist that was with Renaud is um, hospitalized. Yeah. Wow. And then now three have died. So three. Yeah. I well, mean, no, that looks terrible for Russia. Right? Like, right? Because you're not. That is bad for anyone. If you kill journalists, untouchables. Yeah. That's bad. You're not supposed to do that. That's like, like a war crime, right? Uh, I don't know. If it's a war crime. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, but there was like maybe a couple of years ago, like. I don't know if it was a journalist. Maybe it wasn't a journalist, but in North Korea, somebody got killed, an American. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, uh, I think by, uh, Trump was president. Well, he was, okay. Is there a link to, speaking of Trump, Trump was always against journalists and calling it fake news and everything. And now you hear Russia talking about, oh, don't be spreading fake news. And now there's a law against journalists. Well, so journalists have fled, the Brazilian right? leader, Modi, the Filipino uh, leader, they, they've in, all, Modi's Myanmar. In India. Yeah. 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 Myanmar. There are all those leaderships. They, they've copied Trump. They've all, all those dictators have copied Trump. Mm-hmm. Like fake news. 
Fake news. So, so what's going on? What's going on? Are we just going to spread this? This idea? You know, journalists are putting their lives on the line to bring us what's happening on the ground. You know, mm-hmm. and you know, one thing they that they were saying about Renaud is that Renaud was always making sure to get the story and not putting himself as the subject, right? That that's the, the true journalism focuses on getting the story and, and the subjects and not, and making sure you're not the subject. And so he was just highly respected because of that work that he did. And, and, and uh, there was a, somebody who's a friend of his and colleague of his who said, you know, um, and, and traveled with him to war torn areas and said that, you know, you, you go and and he said he spoke to him the other day right and he said he said you know um you talk to somebody and you know that that may be the last time that you talk to them Mm -hmm. but this is you know this is you feel so strongly right that that's where you need to be right this is the work that you're called to do and and so journalists who um who go into these places where there's conflict, they're really putting their lives on the line and they feel called to do that for the sake of journalism, right? And because he said that Renaud really wanted to understand the human experience and 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 why people were the way they were and how they reacted, you know, to what was going on with them. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just... To me, this is like, it's, it's, uh, it, it's unbelievable and yet believable at the same time. Because when you're dealing with somebody who doesn't care, has no conscience, right? They're not going to care who you are. I mean, if nobody is going to stand up to the bully, then the bully is going to keep bullying, right? In devastating ways. I mean, we have... I mean, wasn't there a military base that was that was uh, bombed? The Ukrainian military base bombed twenty miles from the the border, Poland, the the Poland border, right? Mm-hmm. Twenty miles from the border—that's pretty close. That's like a twenty-minute drive. <laughs> I'm just thinking, right? I don't know if it's a twenty-minute drive, but you know, um, I mean. That happened, and of course, what was it last week or a few days ago? A mosque that was housing eighty people that were sheltering there was was um, bombed. But there's not much information about it. They kind of mentioned it on the news, and then oh, that's it. Yeah, apparently, uh, there's no casualties. I guess it's hard to get. Uh I don't know if they're blocking phone calls, but I guess there's Turkish Turkish citizens that either uh, run the mosque or something of that to that effect. And uh, the Turkish government called them, and they're like, "Everything's fine." I guess I don't know. Uh, there's still yeah, not a lot of information. Hmm. Well, prayers. I mean, eighty people in there. So, I mean, that's a house of worship, right? Military base. Like, they don't care. Schools, 
apartment buildings. I'm not know? sure they actually bombed the mosque. I think maybe they. It was outside the, the mosque. The news said. Yeah, the headline said that. But then when I read it, uh, they the people that were in the mosque said, "No, they bombed that shot outside the mosque." So maybe shrapnel hit, or you know, when a bomb hits, like you think it hits your house, but like it, it shakes everything. So, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So maybe they thought that and then it didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Well, hopefully. The, the problem is Rush, Russia, Russian troops are shelling indiscriminately. They're, they're just sell, shelling in random spots, which is, is not, not something that's like not okay in war. You're not supposed to do that. You know what I mean? What do you mean? They just, they're shelling indiscriminately. They're not following understand? the rules. Yeah, the there's rules. There's rules that they're not following. Well, there's rules of war. Do people follow them? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, they don't. But especially in modern warfare, they don't follow the rules of warfare. Because there's all these toys. All these toys you got to use to kill people. Right. They want to use them. Yeah. And, and you know, Putin... I think Putin's getting frustrated and that's why at the end of the podcast I was like I think he's going to use a nuke and I still kind of do think he's going to use a nuke because he didn't expect it to go this long. They've sent in armored trains which is desperate. Armored trains are like that's what they used in World War One. Like you don't need that anymore. We have tanks and shit. So they've conscripted an armored train Russia has. Mm couple of their commanders were killed too that was maybe last week or something well, so they're, they're they're not doing too well well and i mean you're not the only one that has mentioned the possibility of nukes and there was um uh i mean there's somebody who who uh w- was interviewed on democracy now and was um you know, with regard to Renaud and said, you know, and, and she was somebody who, you know, has who are protested. You talking about? I, I don't know her name. I apologize. <laughs> protested. Yeah, you know, you don't need to. You, you said, you know, like four times. I was like, is that their name? <laughs> no, no, no. I Excuse me. Okay. Excuse you. Excuse moi. Anyway. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Exactly. Anyway. Um. This person is uh, really big on protesting against um, uh, nu- nukes and nuclear war and what have you, and and made the point that if Putin and Biden both say, you know, hey, anything's possible, right? Then anything's possible. That means that there is the possibility of using nukes. So that's kind of scary. Yeah, and the the Russia's logic is NATO, specifically the U.S., has been infringing on Russian territory, which because they've you know they've been extending their allyship closer and closer to Russia's borders, so they don't they don't like that. But we're a border where we border Russia. Like I think a lot of people don't realize Alaska. 
is literally right across the strait, the Bering Strait or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in fact, during the USSR times, there's a whole book on this. I've read a little bit of it, but the, uh, the US and Russia fought over the Bering Strait, you know, the, that part between Alaska and Russia because it was rich in oil and, and just resources, whales, mm. a lot of whaling there. Uh, so yeah, very interesting. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, what I'm, I'm just, I'm just, that makes it, that brings it even closer, right? Like you can think of Russia is, you know, like you, you imagine the map, right? Oh, Russia's over there, right? Yeah, no, like it's you, not. It's, it's right not. here. It's like right there. Like, remember the, you the build world a is bri- round. bridge across. It's round. Yeah, it's round. Right? We, we may use flat maps, but the world's not flat. And, and I feel like, yeah, people don't realize that because I didn't realize it uh, until somebody pointed out to me a couple days ago or, or yesterday. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, well, uh, that's right. interesting. Now, granted, they're not very developed in Siberia because it's fucking hard to live there. Mm. Uh, there's native tribes there, like Native American tribes, or I guess I shouldn't say Native American, Native indigenous mm-hmm. people, mm-hmm. Uh, tribes in Russia that uh, live there. And whaling is is pretty much illegal in everywhere except Iceland, Norway, and Japan. And uh, this tribe, they used to do whaling. Uh, it starts with a CH. I, I forget their name, the, the tribe. They, they do whaling too. I have an idea, but I don't want to say the name in case I get it wrong. So what is it? Is it? Is it like Chin? Chin, yeah. It's like Chinya or something. Or chin, chin. I don't know. No, it's in Russia. I could be making it's something It's in Russia. Up. Oh, I know, but I could be making something up. So you said CH. And so that happens. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> so what were we talking about? Because I kind of got sidetracked. Talking about nukes? Yes. Nuclear war, Devin. Okay, let's let's outline nuclear fallout for a second. Because it's nuclear fallout fallout that'll kill us. It's not the nukes. The nukes, when when the nukes send and there's like... Yeah, that'll kill the most people, right? And it'll Uh kill in the most short amount of time. Mm -hmm. Granted, you know, assuming that... Like, let's say there's a nuclear com- conflict between Russia and the United States. Mm-hmm. Assuming all the other allied powers that are allied with those two states come to the aid of those two states, mm-hmm. then yeah, it'll be like all out nuclear war. Anyways, but these nukes will drop and they'll create nuclear fallout which is irradiated dust and the the wind blows the dust and 
it goes all over the earth. So let's say only the U.S. is hit and only Russia's hit. It's still going to blow its dust everywhere. Absolutely. It's going to blow it everywhere. So, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> and and what that that's going to happen, what's going to happen is it's going to kill crops. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and we have food. Then we won't have food, and then we'll go into nuclear winter. And then after nuclear winter, the nuclear fallout will, you know, kind of recede. New Zealand's the only safe place. I'm just letting everybody know. I saw uh, a uh, road trip. I saw a video that compiled all the evidence. It claimed to compile all evidence from like CIA and, and, and FBI and, and like nuclear data, you know, blah, 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 blah. And uh, it showed, like, outlined what would happen. Hmm. And New Zealand, Zealand is, is safe. Wow, and interesting. If, and I guess Antarctica is safe, too. But nobody well, lives there. Well, and there are those who are for um, nuclear energy, right? Like, and, and there are those who, are, who rely solely on nuclear energy. Yeah. Uh, did we talk about this last podcast? But the nuclear... No plant i don't think there so. was fighting pushed back oh yeah we mentioned that into chernobyl you mean no not chernobyl the largest nuclear plant in in europe is in ukraine and they pushed the fighting back there and uh people were worried it was going to blow up but it didn't right and but there are, i believe there are european countries that rely on nuclear energy for their energy yes yeah, everybody does to some extent. The, the problem with nuclear energy is it creates is it 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 consumes like it it creates a lot of power, but if I'm not mistaken, it also consumes a lot of power. Mm. And it also creates waste, like waste, like really not nice waste cuz there's these rods that you put in that you know, make it, make the water and the steam go in. Yeah. So what happened? And if they're not clean, it blows. So in like Fukushima, something happened and it blew, you know. So nuclear power is not that safe. And I don't even think it's that practical, but it creates a lot of energy. Uh, it's been a while since I... I uh, talked like research this mm -hmm. in like school and stuff we should probably do solar yeah now now there's problems with solar and there's problems with, with wind too there's problems with everything and oil pollutes right like oil is the most practical but it pollutes so it's not really that practical because it's just going to kill everything eventually you know Mm -hmm. it it's really comes down to us finding ways to live where we don't use so much energy. Yes. Yes. And here we are. Everybody's using, everybody's plugged in and we're, we've got the internet and you and I are, you know, recording on a device, right? Like well, we, we could, this doesn't use a lot of power. Oh, that's good. It's all the other stuff like the air conditioning, mm -hmm. the heating, Mm -hmm. The washer, the dryer, mm -hmm. 
the fridge. Actually, the fridge doesn't use that much power, I don't think. All, all the other stuff. Like, of course, it all accumulates into, you know. But it's that stuff that uses a lot of power. But we're all, like, you know. And we should just give everybody solar panels. That would reduce on the, you know. And, and we could go. It's just. And we should build houses not cheaply. We should build it with, like, Adobe. So, when it's yeah, Adobe when it's awesome keeps it cool in the summer and keeps mm-hmm. it warm in the winter, mm-hmm. like literally what <laughs> what every society has been doing for thousands and thousands of years. Mm-hmm. Like Babylon, the first cities they built with clay. Like, am I wrong? Like, because it's it's fucking hot over there. <laughs> well, right, yeah, and and it. And it is so cool. I remember being in a an Adobe home um, in New Mexico and sitting and, you know, drinking lemonade or what have you, right? And just going, whoa, this is so cool. It was so hot outside, but inside, there was no need for air conditioning. It was, yeah, you know, it, the Adobe cooled it off. Yeah, so it's it this, this amazing. It was like dark inside, but it was wonderful. Amazing technology that we've created from natural resources like, if we're in, like California, the homes should be made from that, like something like that. I mean, you know, and there's materials not Adobe that do the same thing, but instead we we build it out of these, you know, like I could punch through the wall right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the wind could knock it, this house down. Sometimes it feels like when it's really windy here, you feel the house shaking. You know. Hopefully that won't happen. Hopefully not. But like, you know, and that's why in somewhere like Norway or Sweden, their houses are dark because it it's winter up there all the time. So they want the sun to absorb heat. So there's these techniques that we, we've sort of found through our development as humans, you know. In Africa, they use like, they use the hay uh roofing right to keep it cool and then in the tropics too they do the same thing to keep things nice and cool mm-hmm. so like we know this stuff but we insist on building with like tiled roofs or, or something like just to make it look pretty and you can still make it look pretty, pretty. you does. can still make it look pretty using different materials but we, we go for cheap and fast and we build these suburbs yeah. These awful, awful suburbs. Get them up as quick as possible. Yeah. Build them up. Yeah. Build, 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 build. Like every time we're driving and they're building new homes, I'm like, why don't they just put a park there? I always say that. Yeah. Especially because American urban planning is dog shit. It is the worst. Yeah, you do complain a lot. It is so bad. It It is just, it's (laughs) terrible. (laughs) It's just so bad. Like you know, you know how they'll they'll do like a three lane street. So on one side, going one way, it's two lanes, but on one side, it's one lane. Why would you ever do that? Why in your right mind? Why? Just make it equal. <laughs> make it four lanes. Right. What? What possessed you to do that? And there's other stupid shit like putting an island where you're supposed to turn, and like the stop sign is like upside down practically. Like what? I just. 
and then and then you know freaking stoplights cost a lot of money that uses a lot of electricity right and the other day we saw there was a no turning right on on the light right so you can't turn right so they have the the regular sign that doesn't require electricity and then they put another sign and you said they have these all in um yeah like tokyo yeah yeah they have that because they know how to plan well but this this was a lit up sign that was like don't turn right so you have two signs telling you not to turn right because you know apparently we're not used to that i mean i've like yeah it lit up there was probably a lot before of before where i there. was like i was like oh wait now there's a sign that says i can't turn right here when did that get there you know people so. probably lobbied for that they're like put a glow sign because there's accidents here every week so mm. we need a glowy sign well it wasn't very clear to me why you couldn't turn right on the light i mean it just it didn't make sense it was it but anyway i didn't analyze it too much i was very fascinated by this new sign that was glowing and i was like so what's going to happen because the sign is not really telling me anything it's basically got a circle and it's got the 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 arrow thing and a line through it and i'm supposed to understand that that is the universal sign for no turning right when it's a red light but it's not saying that it's not saying no turn on red it's supposed to be apparently the universal sign that i'm supposed to know that so well yeah and then it that. stopped glowing when it when the light turned green and yeah apparently and turns, i could then some, i could then yeah. turn right yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah so that was interesting but they these stoplights use a lot of electricity that's why in england they have roundabouts everywhere and they they cause more accidents but i mean roundabouts are fun and scary at the same they're time. They're dizzying. You just go round and round and round. No, they're. Round. I mean, it's it. It does take sort of nuance to be able to merge on and not, you know, and understand what people are doing. So, but you know, people run through red lights all the time. But so American urban planning is like specifically terrible compared to the rest of the world. Okay. And I'll just use Japan as an example. The mega city of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. They knew how to plan that out. They planned it out like like adults. Adults <laughs> did the planning. <laughs> we got urban planners over here. They're children. Like, I, I don't. Somebody's going to get insulted by this right now, Devin. They're going to be like, I'm an urban look, planner. Look, look, look. No, they're still copying. Like, no, this was the 1950s. It's not your fault, okay? The 1950s, we, you know, had a great growth of economic stuff right after the great depression so everybody was like oh no 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 no!" and they built all these suburbs and they just had idiots apparently planning urban planning you know i i just yeah and the reason the only reason i've noticed all this stuff is because i'm learning how to drive now (laughs) because i was i was learning uh before the pandemic and the pandemic came and i had to stop now i'm, I'm learning again so that's the only reason i'm it's noting fresh eyes on noticing all this. this stuff it's so bad like when you're a passenger i just take it for granted i've been doing it for so well, long when you're when I'm you're like, a passenger hey, like you don't realize when you're a passenger yeah and like i bet when europeans come here they just don't 
it's not until you you drive and you can't turn left and you can't turn left and you can't turn left and you've got to go back right. You need to make a U turn and yeah. you can't do it. And that, that you just, notice how annoying There's just like stupid shit. Like although you know there are those who say that Irvine is like ooh the epitome of urban planning, but there are a lot of times where you can't make a U turn. So I don't oh, think yeah, that's so great. Sure. And you got to drive far. It's, just it's to, better for like the, maybe the U.S. Like yeah, it's like great compared but you you go to like another country again your mind's nothing compared to tokyo it's all about tokyo good food too nothing good food i want to go to tokyo now it's happening it's happening bigly <laughs> oh my goodness gracious so what happens if I mean, you know, so if we, there are those who are saying that there's the possibility that, um, that, uh, Putin will get the president of Ukraine and what will happen if that happens. Can you just move your mic closer to you? Yes. Talk into it. Is it better? Can you hear me better now? Yeah. I just, I, Yeah. So what will happen if, well, we talked about this last podcast, but I I was thinking that then the alt-right in Ukraine will take over. Like, do you think they'll put somebody in place? You mean? Well, that's what, that's what Putin wants and that could happen too. But I was thinking like the Azov battalion would like, it would be a race. it may be a race. No, because NATO and the U.S. aren't going to get involved. Aren't they, though? No. No. I don't know. I have a feeling. I don't know. I, I this, could be wrong. This escalated so quickly, you know? It's almost like it was We're, we're essentially blocking Russia from the world trade. You know, like their economy is tanking. Like, don't get me wrong, it's all Putin's fault. But like this, the this escalated quickly. <laughs> like, wow, I, I don't know what to, I don't know what to think. Well, and they're going after all the. Because Ukraine is... People surrounding Putin, right? Ukraine is like... Like, let's say China invaded Taiwan. I don't think, again, the U.S. would go to war for that. You know? Even with maybe something like Britain... Like, would these countries go to war? Like, well, if, I mean, it depends if if I, he, if he pushes into other countries that are part of NATO, then we'll be forced to go to war. But it's mutually assured destruction. Like, we understand this, right? But you already you stated at the top of the podcast that at some point, close to the top of the podcast, that he's crazy. So he's crazy, but he's smart. And he knows mutually assured destruction. He would use a nuke 
to get the U.S. to stop sending weapons to Ukraine. Like that's why he'd use a nuke to to stop the conflict. Just to just stop it. Just say stop. That's that's the reason he'd use it. I don't think it would start World War Three because everybody would say, "Oh, this guy's crazy." Europe would be way more militarized. Like the repercussions of that happening, first of all, are 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 terrible. And, and again, nuclear fallout will spread over into Europe and cause major environmental damage and damage to citizens. Well, I don't know how much more these surrounding countries can take with regard to housing all these refugees. I mean, there's now what, like three million. It, it's um like wh- what are they gonna it. do with they them? can handle it we'll be fine they'll be fine they can handle it there's enough they can send them to the u.s well are we gonna are we gonna let them in i mean yeah. you know we have we this are. thing at the border where we're not letting people from central america in and we'll, we'll, then we'll, we'll, we'll let the white like, people in that are That's, there are saying oh can you let me in and then we're letting them in right exactly yeah. so what is this about right i mean like in world war ii the, the these jews are the, these people are fleeing their country like they're fleeing their wars just because it's not you know in the news all every day like the russia ukraine thing well in know? world war ii didn't we re- reject the jewish refugees from coming yeah. into the u.s right Right. So we have this uh, <laughs> track record. Track for, record, yeah. But I think uh, I think things are changing. We took in, what, 20,000 Afghan refugees? So that's nice of us. Um, and I think. I think. Am there, I wrong? Um, I may we, be wrong. We took I don't know. their money, so they don't have money. They don't have food. So I don't know. What's, I don't know what the heck's going to happen. But I think the Ukrainian refugees will be fine. Like the ma- the amount of support they're getting from the whole world, you know, you're like if they were Muslim refugees, yeah, they should we should be concerned. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But since these are fellow Europeans, in quotes, <laughs> you know, Europe's gonna quotes, actually, welcome them absolutely. with open arms and give them hugs. Well, the good thing is that there were some um, Nigerian students who were in Ukraine and they um, have been taken in and there are those who are, I guess, organizations trying to find them Airbnb um, uh, places to stay. So that's good since, you know, I guess people didn't like all the... Oh, yeah, didn't Airbnb like... Bad press they were getting... Yeah, maybe that's what's going on because, uh, you know, so, I mean, these are these are like students, right? They were students in Ukraine, you know, from Nigeria, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, I mean, that's good. That's good. They're going to take care of these students. Yeah, so I, I think everybody's supporting Ukraine. Uh, it's just <laughs> I feel like it's one thing after another you know pandemic war more war 
Yeah, it feels that way, doesn't it? And and it's it's just like a spiral. Yeah, and it's um, it appears to be the majority of what's in the news. Although now they're you know returning back to pandemic stuff and you know as well. Well, this this conflict's gonna go on for a while, so uh, I think we should just buckle down and hope for the best. You know. Mm. I don't think I I really don't think World War Three is gonna happen, but you know I've been wrong in the past, <laughs> like all of us. So uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's interesting that you think even if nukes were used, that would that would not start World War Three. So it's kind of like Europe would be hella pissed. What would? Hmm. What I don't know. There are those who 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 think that there is you know that it's not looking good but who knows well it's all like a couple days ago a missile accidentally fired into pakistan from india Mm. india accident like what oh right and in iraq there was a an american military base that had a missile oh yeah iran bombed it yeah so because Israel so was what's there going operating on? there. All of a sudden, you've got missiles here, missiles there. Russia's doing well, Russia's thing the world's with Ukraine. A, you and know, so distracted. People are like, people are like testing. Yeah, reality. They're, che- not, they're yeah. reality checking. That's exactly right. reality what they're testing. Yeah, that's what yeah. Iran was doing. That's what India was doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, what's going to happen? Is anybody going to do anything about that? And Pakistan and India are nuclear powers. Mm. They have nukes. Mm-hmm. If, if y'all didn't know, they, they have nukes. And India is an ally with the U.S. Pakistan is an ally with uh, China and their federation of countries. Speaking of China, Russia was asking China to help monetarily. So I don't know. I know. I don't know why Russia keeps asking for help. It must be like the Kremlin is doing that. Like they're the voice of reason, and Putin's just like, yeah. Uh, Happening. It's happening. It's happening bigly. Bigly. Because Putin's like the Trump of of Russia, you know, but he's been in power for what thirty years. Speaking of less less than thirty years. Speaking of Trump, Trump always said that you know he he just loved Putin. That Putin loved him. That you know. Oh yeah, they're buddy buddies. Putin was so great and everything. Bubble bubbles. Yeah, I mean that should be an indication of. uh, I don't know, of Trump and Trump's way of being i mean i think we need to be concerned that there there are those who really are wanting trump to be and trump may run again you know oh i think he will for sure and he's getting older but so then what's gonna happen you know i mean we're already seeing well biden's approval rating is gonna because these gas prices are like yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. well i mean people are blaming him it's not I'm it's sorry. not his how, fault. People yeah, act he like he has the, like a dial, oil. a yeah. dial on the. Yeah. That's what the climate town people like said. But we have to remember, gas is privatized, right? And it, it shouldn't be. It's it should be nationalized, like run, medicine. It's not run by the government at all. It should be, but it's not because it's not the government. Yeah. We have to understand something. At the end, at the end of the day, the people are the government. Yes. Okay. We can't control these private corporations. They will do whatever 
make some money so you need to we stop can protest them. we can protest but what when, when we're protesting we're protesting for the government to take action onto them that's what we're protesting like let's not lose sight of who's the real powerhouse here it's the government the governing powers the private and, and the problem is with u.s politics is these corporations are allowed to they're legally allowed to pay out politicians and that's what they do and then politicians will lobby for them and we need to fix that system in this country because that that's not working absolutely take money out of politics out no lobbying none of this baloney yeah because look at what it's done yeah i'm just it's just (laughs) i know it's um it, it makes me i don't know i guess it makes me wonder where are we headed where are we headed where are we headed that we i mean it's you know i said this last time this is 2022 where are we headed that we still have money in politics, we still have people lobbying, the oil companies and other corporations are running things, and look at how many corporations are like, oh, we're not going to be in Russia anymore. We're not going to, and that's not really doing anything significant, right? Um, so that's just kind of like, okay, you know, you're doing sanctions, all these corporations are running around and and you know um, basically doing their own sort of divesting right we're gonna oh we're gonna you know we're no longer gonna be uh, having mcdonald's hamburgers you know type of thing no more starbucks caramel macchiato for you you know in in russia russia yeah yeah and so you've got all of that going on right and then there are corporations that are like we're not going to be there but we're still going to pay the employees which is you know cool that's very cool okay you're still gonna pay the employees because i was thinking oh what's gonna happen you know to all these people who can can't pay their bills you know or their rent or mortgage right i don't know the system in the economic system in russia but um state capitalist well but i mean you know the the point is what you know where are we headed what like you know, society is supposed to, I don't know, evolve a little bit. Like we're supposed to get better. You're, you, you referenced 1984, you know, like, like in Russia. Yeah. Like well, we're getting better, but it's happening a little too slowly for my taste, at least <laughs> and the world's taste because earth's dying, dying. And these oil companies are still privatized. It's like water. Water companies have been privatized. Like, uh, what's that one? Nestle. Nestle steals California's water. Right. That's why we're in a a perpetual drought. Because this Dutch water company is just stealing our our shit. And then selling it. And then selling it all over the world. Selling it. They, They, Nestle will steal water in Africa and then sell it back to poor Africans. Yeah. Well, same thing with California. It's, I mean, there are disgusting. Californians that don't have clean water, and then they have to buy water. Buy, and then they have to buy water to that brush their teeth. Already, it's already theirs in California. 
you know like these companies are allowed to do time and time again when these companies are allowed to do evil they will do evil right because they'll they, do evil Why they're not? not people like we have to understand these are entities okay they're not people and and even then the people running them are horrible people <laughs> right you know like they they they're super rich they they don't even understand how the world works they, they're so removed far removed well and then there are those who are you know making money off of and going to make money but they're probably making money off of you know a war that's in another country oh yeah weapon right? dealers are like making buck So this is this is what this is just a a a, a machine. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? It's just all a machine. There's just all these moving parts making the machine move, but it's a machine. It's not, you know. Uh, how do we tap into the humane part of? The compassionate part is, is there compassion, right? Like I just, you know, I understand the complicatedness of it all, but I don't like, you know, wrong is wrong. Evil is evil. Oh, how good is good. How like, people is this ethics, right? This is how difficult is it to be ethical? Well, the problem is ethics are subjective and then each culture values different things and so then we run into i mean each person values different things and we run into a a wall right but societies um have shared values in order to be societies right like we agree to disagree to certain things <laughs> right we agree like for instance that laws are enacted because we agree that there are values within a society so for instance yeah, there's a uni- there there is a universality to you laws. You can't kill, right? Like so. Yeah, murder bad. Yeah. Everybody, so that's a value. Unless the state does it. <laughs> that we place upon one another in the society with agreed values that we agree that's bad and then we enact laws to enforce it. There are those who who, you know, violate those values and laws and cross boundaries and everything and our way of Controlling that is by, you know, enforcing laws. But you have to understand murder is only bad when a civilian does it to a civilian. Mm. When the state murders somebody. It's okay. It's okay. They were executed for treason. Right. It's been like that for a long time. But they were bad. There are states that don't have this, like some of the social democracies in Europe, where they believe in rehabilitation. So they and mm-hmm. rehabilitate they barely have any prisoners or, or barely have any homeless and that's you know? that's reflecting their values too right so what kind of values do we have in the united states that we think it's okay for states to you know i don't know put people on death row yeah it, it, it's very interesting because we can see the hope and we see it being executed very or being done i'll say i won't say executed being done uh, properly but then when we come to the u.s we just can't do that and a lot and a lot of it is we're blinded by our own greatness you know we have such an ego 
Mm-hmm. Even though we're so insecure as a nation, we have such an ego that we're the best and nothing needs to change. But there's so much that needs to be changed. Well, and so you link it back to those who are rushing off to go, you know, fight for Ukraine, right? From the Nazis. From yeah. America, right? Like, well, they just clearly, want to fight. They're just bored. Right. But clearly, clearly for them, They're war f- is like, okay and fun or i don't know like, war what is the ro- romanticized yeah and, and it's you know when they go yeah. into war and they start fighting they're going to be traumatized you know they romanticize right. it now that? yeah and then, then they're going to gonna be traumatized create? right uh, and know. then they're going to bring that back here hey i i don't you know if the nazis want to go fight and get themselves killed <laughs> fine fine dude you know <laughs> sorry to say that but less of you know, I, I see these people everywhere. Like every day when we drive, you know, there's a Nazi symbol and they hide it. They they know their ideology. Like on a is, vehicle, you mean? They know their, yeah, they know their ideology is horrible. But that, the Deadpool skull that you'll see, it's like an elongated skull. You, you've seen that on trucks. I know people listening to this have. That is a, that's a white supremacist symbol. And that lets mm-hmm. all their other buddies know hey, I'm a white supremacist. Right. Wink, wink. They're not going to have a swastika, but because they'll, they'll get pulled over <laughs> by the cops. Well, oh, but remember that weird uh, truck we saw that had oh, like yeah, a Oh, yeah, that was weird. That it was like was a like drone a, inspection team. We saw that yeah, like yesterday. Right, and it was like their symbol looked, looked almost like swastika-like. A swastika. It we wasn't, like, but it heck? looked like it. A drone inspection team? What the? It was that weird. That was like made up. That and they were from Utah up. or something? Yeah. It was weird. I was like, uh, are you seeing this? What do you need to be inspecting drones for in Utah? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, what is what is a drone sus. inspection team? What do you, what do you mean is that? Mm-hmm. But, the, you know, these we have these, you know nazis everywhere and then you, and then you have nazis who don't know they're nazis like qanon <laughs> they believe everything they believe is synonymous synonymous with nazi conspiracies but we haven't heard much about qanon since this whole russian invasion thing i oh, wonder what they think about that oh they they're on the side of putin <laughs> unsurprisingly what do they think i'm trying to think of the conspiracy what what it is but I, i'm remember it's there what's the conspiracy I, i'm trying to remember hold on i can't remember whatever <laughs> something having to do with trump and putin and who knows oh yeah trump is like the messiah to them mm. you know and we have some QAnon, or i do i have some QAnon family members so you know it's affected everybody this QAnon. Absolutely. It's no good. No good. You don't love the spirit of justice. You love your father, the devil. Alex Jones is QAnon, or he feeds QAnon. I wouldn't say he is QAnon. He's a little bit, he's a little bit smarter than that. He's kind of putting on a a show. Yeah, he's kind of like a caricature of himself, you know? It was just a show, and then he just kind of believed it. What he was saying, I think he just went off the rails. Poor but guy. like when you've seen him, you know, like I think about. But he's created like 
a lot of damage. He's done a lot of damage. He's like a Rush Limbaugh, Limbaugh type. Yeah. But just yeah. more insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, he when you see him interacting with progressives and stuff that he knows, like Jank, you know, like when you've seen, yeah, you've he seen wants, videos he's of agitates this, you can tell them. he's like doing Agitating. stuff on purpose. Yeah, yeah, he wants content. He's yeah. got content brain. Yeah. <laughs> he wants content because content means money. he's laughing the same time he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah, you can tell he's just he's faking it. Yeah, it's total fake. You know, it's it's amazing, and yeah. he's he's admitted to like, oh yeah, he's admitted to that. I don't believe any of that shit. Like on Joe Rogan, early Joe Rogan podcast, he's admitted like it's all an act. Yeah, he's not gonna do that anymore because QAnon will come after him. These guys right. are crazy. These QAnon, it's all a ruse to put up their pitchforks and. Mm. Yeah, but, you know, and a lot of Republicans, you know, because they are authoritarian and they're, they're fascist, they, uh, they're they siding with Putin, too. It's just, like, the arguments for stuff are crazy, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Even the communists, the Stalinists, the tankies, that's what they're called, the tankies, uh, they're siding with Putin. Because, you know, to a huge extent, yeah, they are fascists, Yeah, we saw a video about too. this, and I'm like... I didn't even know these people yeah, the existed. Nos, the Nosbols. Tankies? You knew Tankies, they existed. Stalinists? What the heck? Yeah. They're stall they call themselves tankies because, you know, calling themselves Stalinists is uh <laughs> that's not very good. And then there was a video that showed because they have a um the profile, right? Like a silhouette profile of um Abe Lincoln, is that what you're talking mm-hmm. about? Yeah, and then they showed, they showed that it was the same thing during World War II. These same the Communist people, Party in the U.S. Right? Yeah, that were funded by Lenin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they had Abraham had the Lincoln same, in the back. Same thing. It was like so they're like mimicking. So it. I don't, yeah, they were mimicking like, it, but on a smaller you know, scale. And so then that that also makes you think of you know. Yeah, there was like some Nazis. communist uh, oh convention recently. Like, what the? These people are coming out of the woodworks. Mm-hmm. Well. And it's weird because uh, Nazi fascist, or Nazi ideology in particular. Uh, yeah, it's fascism too. Uh, no. It gets confusing. But Nazis hated the communists. Like, in their beliefs, mm-hmm. it was... Uh, or in their doctrine, I'll say, like it's explicitly anti-communist. Like if you look up on Google, what do the Nazis believe? It says they are anti-communist. And then communists are anti-Nazi. And, and yeah, they fought each other. But like the, not, the, but the, these tankies are to like a large extent, they're pretty fascist in their beliefs even though that yeah like they'll claim to be for the rights of blah 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 blah. and the you know they'll claim to be the let on the left but they're not because you know because tankies still they're like they deny things that are happening like china genociding the uyghurs they they're like oh it's not real 
They're like, oh, that's American propaganda. Like everything to them is American propaganda. Hmm. Which is, you know, fine. What a can you a do? lot yeah. of stuff it's like fake is, news. It's the it's the fake news argument. A lot of nations have propaganda. But yeah. I think we have to recognize and not delude ourselves. American propaganda works differently. You know, and if journalists are saying and journalists have went into China and recorded this stuff that's happening, the Uyghurs being ethnically cleansed and there's, mm-hmm. you know, actual reports, then, uh, it, I, I, yeah, it's happening, guys. Well, <laughs> and know? that's why journalism is so important. And, and, and so what is going to happen? Like, is it, you know, we have an American journalist who's killed, two American journalists killed, others who are hospitalized. Are they going to, you know, are they going to do anything about this? You know? What can we do, though? Like, you want so something to just, be done, but what, what, what can we do? I don't, I don't know because I, you know, I'm, I'm a person who thinks somebody's invading a country. You, you know, maybe you want to stop them. I don't know. How, how do we stop them though? Like, cause the, the issue is like nuclear war, mutually assured destruction, right? So we're gonna. Well, so we, so we, we go. Okay, sure, yeah. Here's some weapons, and that's not an act of war. Here, yeah, here, we're going to give you weapons. We're going to help you out. Okay, we're going to do yeah, sanctions and loopholes. stuff. That's not an act of there war. Are, That's all act of war. There, there are loopholes, though. We're going to we're gonna send there, troops over there to train your people. They're war without war. But that's war. not an act of war. They're war without war. Like, it's... It, I'm pretty sure there's stuff being done that's happening over but there. But we don't have evidence of that. Right, no, it'll come out later on we'll find yeah, out maybe. oh our troops were doing this and they were doing that and blah 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 right? yeah oh like, the, we'll find the out. cia was doing there doing blah, mm, blah, blah, blah yeah maybe later on yeah we may never know again it always comes out always always you can't hide but you know like let's look at assyria or syria for example russia backed assad and his in the state and Mm -hmm. we backed the rebel groups uh the syria syria freedom army or or whatever and so that was a proxy war we did Mm -hmm. right proxy wars but that's not that's the loophole but we're not doing a proxy war with Ukraine. We're just kind of leaving. We're sending weapons and stuff. But anyways, we we can talk about all this this next time. We can, because I'm pretty sure next time it will still be going. Yep, it'll still be going on. Uh, unless there's a miracle, let us pray for a miracle. Okay, anyways, this has been the, the Bayad Beat. Sahid Majnoon, Magnoon, Mafnoon, Khaib Saib, Laib Yagalbi. Dalam, 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 Dalam. 
Dalam 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 derdime.